Welcome to another episode of Colorado Blurred Girl, the journey of a blurdy girl through geek culture and the lessons that she's gained along the way. I'm your host, Elise Goodgain. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Colorado Blurred Girl. We are on episode 10, finally hit the double digits. Yeah! Party poppers! Boop boop! <laughs> Uh, I'm very excited to do this episode um, just to be able to have my 10th episode coincide with the turn of the year and kind of a wrap up of true gems that I've been able to gain in some of the things that I've been watching as well as just lessons that I want to take with me into this new year as we approach 2021. Um, I will take a moment in the intro, I guess, to really send some positivity and some love out to the people that are listening to this. You guys have made it. We've conquered 2020 right? Everything's not drastically changing right away. But at the same time, you were resilient. You are successful in being able to survive, period, right? <laughs> like, I hope you are safe. I hope everybody is healthy and able to listen to this with somebody that they cherish and love, even if not just through the virtual means. But being able to say that you've made it to the new year and are just in a positive state as far as being safe and healthy is a win for this year. And I applaud each and every one of you for making it to that. I've been very impressed with the resiliency that I've seen in the people around me as well as the goodwill and positivity that they have. It's helped me to maintain hope that people aren't all trash, which I think a few of us had had that moment of, oh no, we're all just filth. (laughs) And then I got the gems, the gem moments of being able to see some goodwill and have a smile brought to my face by a stranger or by the people around me that remind me that I'm surrounded by loved ones and just wonderful, wonderful peers. So My love, positivity, all of the good karma to the ears that are hearing these words. And congrats on making it. We are a class above all, right? (laughs) Um, And with that, what we're going to talk about, again, is some gems that I took from this year. Just a few sayings or real ideas that I'm going to use to power through the turn of the year, but also as motivation in the next moves that I'm going to be taking from 2021 onward as I navigate through life, as I navigate through my creative endeavors, as I navigate through relationships. I thought this was a good moment to be able to pass along just a few ruminating deals in order to, I don't know, keep the wheels turning, keep those cogs greased and allow us to excel and motivate and become even better beings as we move forward into the future. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to do our first commercial for the culture with that. For our first commercial for the culture today, I'm going to focus on a cosplayer. His name is Zeph. On Instagram, you can find him. It's Zephrith. So I'm going to spell that for you guys. <laughs> Z-E-P-H-Y-R-I-T-H. This gentleman did a wonderful job of showcasing a character that I have become obsessed with. So, okay, the anime that he cosplayed from was Haikyuu. I did a little bit of a um, feature on that anime last week as far as it's a volleyball-themed sports manga. In the season four, you finally get a black character. Yes, diversity. Hallelujah, right? Okay, so you finally get a black character in season four. His name is Aran Ojiro. He's amazing. He's the ace of one of the academies that are playing in the tournament. I I can't get into all of this because I really would rather you guys watch the show. But I need you to understand that when you make it to season four, you get the gems that are Aran and all the other characters and really getting to go in depth of just even more character development. I really love this show, you guys. Please watch it. But anyways, back to Zeph and his wonderful portrayal of Aaron. And just, he did, on Instagram, he shows just a wonderful profile. But his original video was one I discovered off of TikTok. And just the love, the amount of detail, the replicating of this character that Zeph did is just spot on. So please go give him a look, give him a follow, mostly just to support showing black characters in these animes and that we love these characters just as much as we love the main ones, right? Yeah. (laughs) And with that, let's get back to our episode. And we're back. So as you know, I like to tie in my commercial for the culture to the show that I'm going to talk about. And This is, again, the case as usual. I want to go into depth about Haikyuu as far as one of the quotes or sayings, I guess you'd say it's a proverb, that the coach gives to Hinata when Hinata is really struggling with the fact that he is behind in skill level compared to his rival Kageyama, right? So his coach is sitting him down and is reprimanding him for getting ahead of himself and sneaking into a camp that he wasn't invited to, right? Spoilers. Sorry. If you didn't know I was going to give you spoilers, I apologize. If you don't want to hear spoilers, skip this section. (laughs) So basically... Hinata has to sit there. He's already been reprimanded a few times. He's sitting with his coach and his coach is telling him, he who wants to climb the ladder must start at the bottom. It's such a simple statement. It's so obvious. And yet it's one of those things that especially as somebody who is also very caught in the further down the road Once you have the skill sets that you need, once you've put in the work and the practice ideal, having somebody, especially your coach, sit there and tell you something so basic in such a just 
plain, it's not presentational. It's just facts. It's one of those things that I think, especially as somebody that's learning a skill set, it helps to ground you immediately (laughs) to one of those things of like, whoa, I'm really getting ahead of myself. Like, how am I sitting here? Like, I will speak on my own behalf as far as, especially with my acting, I want to be in roles that I've been ruminating on in my head since I was a little girl as far as like, if I get to be in a role, I want it to be this and like lights and stars and all the things. But at the same time, I haven't gotten to the skill set yet of being able to be offered these roles. You know, it's one of those things of, well, I guess chicken before the egg in general, but the understanding of by putting in the time and the understanding, that's when you get to be on crazy film sets that have all of the big names and all the budgeting and stuff. But you show that you have that skill set through the smaller works, the side characters, the taking advantage of any opportunity that you're given within reason. You know, there is always the ability to understand when it's not in line with what your purpose is too. So that quote of the ladder climbing was just, I don't know. It's one of those things. Again, I think I was sitting there just like Hinata of just putting my cart before the buggy or whatever that other proverb is as well. Just getting ahead of myself, really wanting to be at that end result before understanding that there were some basic things that I wasn't putting in the time and the attention to. And I'll admit that 2020 was perfect for slowing me down and allowing me the time to breathe, to understand the process a bit more and to really be able to see like the way I'm going to gain the things that I'm lacking is through trial and error. And that's the same thing for anybody that I am a peer with or anybody that I am a rival to or anybody that is doing something that I'm not even doing the same thing with. It's we all have to build our skill sets one brick at a time to be able to get to our end goal. And I don't know, it's just so odd how you forget that. (laughs) You know, it's just it's, I feel like it can be a very weird thing to just not register. Like I need to start at the beginning. You know, as Jake the dog always has said from one of my other favorite animations, Adventure Time, first step to getting good at something is being sucky at it. (laughs) We don't always like that, right? Um, Yeah, again, Haikyuu, please watch it. It was super good. There's a lot of life lessons in it in general, even though it's about like being in school and just sports in general. But I think sometimes, especially if you've been out of school or out of a sports situation for a while, those are the lessons that you're not getting reminded anymore. We're not constantly presented with coaches and mentors and teachers or counselors to give us the gems we need and put everything in perspective. We hope it's our bosses and managers, but sometimes I think you can rely on those too much, you know? And with that... Let's take a break for our second commercial for the culture. 
For my second commercial for the culture, this episode, I want to shout out a girl that I, again, found through TikTok. TikTok has been a surprising little gem that I allowed to admit that I wanted to use later into 2020. I resisted, you guys. I just felt like it was for the kids. It just, it seemed like too much. But the creativity that exists on there was just, I mean, they're so talented. Everybody in this creative sphere is just so talented and what they can do on this app. It's nuts. Anyways, I digress. The girl that I found, her name is Taylor Cassidy. On Instagram, she's Taylor Cassidy J. On TikTok, she's Taylor Cassidy J. She has a running series on her TikTok. I don't believe she's transferred it to her Instagram. I know she like did a little video to show what she does, but the series itself is on TikTok. So I don't know. I'm not going to say it's worth getting TikTok for this because I don't know that I can recommend you getting social media, period. I like it, but at the same time, if you've gone this far without getting it, I'm not going to tell you to get it. But if you do decide to venture into the TikTok world, please check out her series, The Black Girl Magic Minute. Oh my gosh, it's just so great. It's one of those things where she's super cute and bubbly and just fun, gets on there and just says shout outs to things that she's into, very focused on black creatives. As far as music, people that are doing something cool in the community, uh, fashion, just anything that is black and deserves a shout out as far as being dope, she's going to showcase. And she has a Spotify playlist that features the artists that she shout outs on her episodes. I believe she did 24 to wrap her season. All of them are up there. So if you want to binge on 24 minutes of shout outs and recommendations of black excellence, then again, please just pop over and 24 minutes is not that long. You probably will get overwhelmed because there's a lot of content that she's recommending. But as far as being able to bookmark and go back like ugh, gems, constantly gems, worth it. Again, Taylor Cassidy, Instagram, Taylor Cassidy J, super good. Please, please, please support her because she's doing wonderful things. And I'm definitely for supporting people that support others. You know, like, let's go ahead and spread the wealth of knowledge as far as content, because we all are starving for it right now. And being able to support smaller people, people that aren't getting all the plays as far as the verified checks to push them on the algorithms, you know, like... I don't know. We got to be our word of mouth. So support, support, support. (laughs) And we'll get back to our episode with that. And we are back. The next show that I'm going to talk about that I'm taking a gem into 2021, 2021 with (laughs) is called Magician Renaissance. It is actually an older show, completely stumbled upon it. I wouldn't say by accident because it definitely had to have been within like a recommendation list from an alternate watching, but would not have selected this title if it wasn't on that kind of a list because I'm not going to lie, when I clicked on it, I was doubtful that I was going to finish the series. It's a show from 2016 
In anime, there is basically a common trope that can be called like the harem trope. So you have a guy that has a bunch of different personality types of women that all seem to like this guy, right? So Magikun Renaissance is a reverse harem. So that means that the female is the main character and she has usually a bunch of men. Sometimes I like to throw women in there too. It just depends. But at least three or four guys that are pining after them for various reasons. This show is a reverse harem mixed with like a random musical sometimes, like very like pop idly musical random singing numbers. I feel like you guys are understanding why I didn't think I was going to make it all the way through this series, right? I'm very choosy on which musicals I'm into and not very many musicals make it through my choosiness. <laughs> okay, like few, few. But I was surprised because this, although it's very cheesy and it's definitely just that like, I don't know, it's not rom-com. It just has a little bit of that like ridiculous romance filler to it but it makes your heart feel good just in general because you're like oh you guys are just so young and cute and like trying to crush on each other but not crush on each other and I don't know every once in a while that kind of thing to watch just makes you feel funny it makes you feel funny and like the good warm and fuzzy way (laughs) so in the show the main character is the girl Agasaki she is pursuing what they call the magical arts. So your magical art can vary in what form it takes, but basically it's like all the various artistic forms as far as like painting, singing, dancing. Uh, They do calligraphy, sculpture, baking. Aigasaki is a, oh my God. I'm dying right now. I don't want to say she's not flor. She does floral arrangements. She's not florist. She does floral arrangements. So this school is for people pursuing the magical arts. Okay. And in the pursuit of perfecting the magical arts, they try to make their own personal I don't know. I guess the easiest way to describe it would be like anybody that's seen Harry Potter, your Patronum, like your essence that comes out as a light. Basically, they're trying to create their own version of that through their art firm. They call it the light to art. Okay. As Igasaki is trying to figure out how to spark her light, she is confronted with all these different trials that make it so that that's not happening. And within it, she really, I don't know, as most artists, I would say, or at least I'll speak for myself, in the pursuit of our art and our craft, you doubt. Like a lot of the times, because you get presented so often with in general rejection or just second guessing, even in the forms of just like, well-meaning critiques, right? It's easy to feel lost on your creative path and to not understand that there is an end 
and that there is a purpose in your journey. And even though you feel like you're lost, being lost is what you're supposed to be. And it's very frustrating. It's very annoying. I don't like it. (laughs) But I feel like this anime specifically, in a very like romantic and fun and light way, was able to show the perils of that journey can be... I don't know, navigated, I guess, easier by using other people that also are on their creative journey. So the fact that each of these characters has a different art that they use, each of their lights are very different and what they're trying to show, but also is appreciated in its own way. So the true phrase, I guess, that stuck with me is when one of the main guys that's pining after Agasaki is his, he's the prince, the prince of high school, of course, right? So he goes to her and he's real mean and stoic. (laughs) He basically is like, your hard work will never abandon you. Like it always will come through for you. And it's at a time where she just is feeling lost and like nothing's going to work out for her, right? I feel like that's one of those reminders of the process is super necessary, right? All of the hours you put in, even when you don't want to, or the recognition of the work that you've done did matter. So especially for me looking at progress that I was able to make through 2020, like I'm always going to be critical because... That's just kind of my personality in general of not feeling like I've done enough. But the recognition of the work that I did was crucial in helping me to get a step further in my journey. And like no matter what, it helped to give me perspective as far as what it is that I'm trying to say with my art, what it is that I feel like is needed what kind of void, I guess, I feel like I'm feeling, (laughs) what void I feel like I'm filling with my art in all its different forms. Like, what is it that I'm trying to say with this podcast as I sit here and talk to you and divulge the lessons that I tick in my inspiration of the crafts that I'm digesting constantly? You know, like, why is that of any purpose? And I don't know, some might say it's not. But to me, I think if it can inspire anybody to pick up an art form that they wouldn't have, if it can get one of my friends that has never even hinted at thinking that anime was something they would enjoy, and they listen to this podcast and are able to see a reason to at least watch one of the things that I recommend, then that is a complete win for me. Because it's bringing one more person to the joy that I get when I watch animes, when I read mangas, when I dive into books, and when I look at paintings. Like, being able to share the joy of other people's creations and why I find joy in them with other people is the first step of what I see with this podcast. I don't think that's the end of what this podcast will be for me, 
but it's a start and I'm okay with that. (laughs) I feel like being able to understand that your individual voice, my individual voice adds to the collective that is needed to exist in the world. Like it's there for a reason and a purpose, even if it feels like it might've already been done because you are the one doing it. It is special. It will bring a new light to this world and it is worth doing. And randomly enough, this odd reverse harem idol musical anime that was created in 2016 at the start of where I'd say some of our major present troubles began. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's just interesting that it brought me that much when I genuinely, I was positive. I wasn't even going to finish it. And now it's one that I've watched at least three times. So I guess, again, you never know until you try. Everything's worth at least giving a clear shot to at least showcase what they were trying to give to you. Sometimes it's not a hit, but at the same time, there are gems that you might have turned down before that can bring something that you'll now take with you all the way down the road, right? So Magic Hoon Resistance resistance renaissance wow sorry about that <laughs> magic Hun renaissance please watch it it's i don't know it's worth it's a fun watch if nothing else it's definitely a fun watch and with that let's go to our last commercial for the culture for my last commercial for the culture i am doing a shout out to a band called chemico they did the intro song to the next show i'm going to talk about um, keep your hands off Ezekian. It's called Easy Breezy off of their album they released this last year or this year, 2020, um, called Maze. Super fun pop song, like just the energy of it. This opening has to be like one of my favorite openings, if not my favorite opening. I'd say it's at least in the top three. I don't know. There were some pretty good openings this year. But top three anime openings of the year. I made a playlist specifically to be able to put this song on it. Like, it's so good. It's so, like, it just gets you energized and up. The opening animation, as far as the dance that the characters do to this song, is perfection. I... If I was ever going to do a dance challenge on TikTok, it is to make this opening which is probably going to be in the works because I'm just obsessed. It's so good, you guys. It's so fun. Anyways, please go check them out. Chemico, C-H-E-L-M-I-C-O. On Instagram, under that handle, they have a IG TV video that does snippets from their album maze. Super good. Check them out. Follow them on all the various streaming platforms or buy their album. Either way, worth the support. Super good. And with that, we're going to get into our last show. All right. And the next show that I'm going to talk to you about, as I said in the commercial for the culture, is Keep Your Hands Off Ezekian. Oh my gosh, you guys, this show 
Oh, it's so, it was just a breath of fresh air for me. I was obsessed. It is one that came out in the beginning parts of 2020 and is about these three high school girls that start an anime club just to be able to make passion projects, essentially, and does more of a behind-the-scenes take as far as the creation of animation, which for me, especially this year, when I'm really focused on different avenues of creation, the creative process, different paths I may want to take as I take my creative journey, the coinciding of the show coming out mixed with the epic opening, as I stated before, and just the personalities of the girls in the show, the character development, the random side snippets of the projects that they show you that the girls create. It's all just really well done but also really fun. It's a super enjoyable, fun watch just in general. And really detailed and specific in being able to break down the nuance that is the creation of anime and like the impressive talents and skill sets that exist beyond just the ability to draw. It's one of the things, especially like I cannot draw well. I like I try every once in a while on real basic things, but I understand that like real specific and artful drawings are not my deal. Like I can do general shapes, I can do backgrounds pretty decent, coloring, oh yeah, that's my forte. But actually being able to sketch stuff out, yeah, work in progress, real amateur level. We are still building the skill set. But This show was able to showcase in general that the creation of an anime doesn't solely rely on that. There are so many other roles that are necessary from the general creator, the person who's able to make the storyboards and to be able to bring the big picture of what all the anime is going to be about, the story, the screenwriters, the sound The way that they showcase sound engineers in this entire series was magnificent because I have always understood sound effects and like the background score and all that stuff and the impact that it brings to some of my favorite films, some of my favorite shows, all of the deal. Like I love music, but... I don't know, just the detail that they were able to use as far as in one episode, they are trying spoilers again. I don't know. This isn't really spoilers because it's all just, I don't know. It's even if it is a spoiler, it's still worth watching. But anyways, if you don't like spoilers, skip ahead a little bit. So (laughs) in one of the middle of the episode deals, they are creating an anime for another club. And as they're doing it, they're trying to figure out how to make some of the scenes that they're making more impactful, how to make the story more cohesive in the portrayal to the audience with the understanding of like where their project is as far as they can't do 
the voiceover. It's not going to be a fully complete package. They're going to have to do that part live. But being able to do all the background noise and setup and composition so that when the live dialogue is happening, it's able to match up well and be like a completed product. Just how? How do you make that interesting? How do you make that that whole conversation I just had, I feel like I can hear you just being like, what is she saying? Exactly. You have to watch it. And you're sitting there being like, okay, wait, the understanding of people walking on different surfaces, if it doesn't sound different, that it registers to the human brain as like being wrong. Something in this is off. That kind of crucial eye in the creation of this high school level product, you know? But at the same time, that is also the main theme behind the whole show. As far as there's so, each character is so passionate about the creation of anime for a very different reason, you know? And <laughs> I appreciate the ability for you to empathize, I guess, with the various characters' reasonings. But the one that, honestly, I, I don't know that it spoke to me the most, but it was, <laughs> I guess, the most pertinent to the other endeavors that I am working on in my creative field as far as, like, the podcast and my promotion of my acting career, the promotion of modeling and being able to think of projects that I want to spearhead more so rather than just be a part of the character that I don't know just I guess I'm trying to embody in that is Kanamori oh man this girl she is a g like she's just so g (laughs) so she's the business girl for sure like she's all about the dollars and in it more so in that she understands that money is how you're allowed to do things. And so because she wants to be allowed to do things, she's so focused on how does it get us more money back to be able to do more of what we want. It's one of those like she understands money makes the world go round kind of deal. But at the same time, isn't only focused on using money to get what she wants. Like the way she can negotiate with other people. Like, mm, gotta be honest, she blackmails people a lot. But that's not what we're focused on because you don't blackmail people. We're trying to be good. We're not trying to thieve. We're trying to give them quality products that they're willing to pay for. Okay, that's the real focus here. You're making quality goods And you're having people that are passionate about what you're making that want to put the effort in to make sure that the things are good so that other people understand that that is worth investing in, in various ways, whether it's investing through promotion and word of mouth, investing through buying the product and everything, or investing through wanting to be somebody that funds your future endeavors, right? All of these things are needed in order for myself as a creative or even yourself as whatever endeavors you're pursuing in the future. It's such a necessary factor to key in. And I know that I resist that because 
I want to be an artist. I don't want to be a corporate stooge that is slave to the dollar, right? But within that, it's the understanding of when you create... She has this great speech that she gives where she's explaining why it's necessary to use social media and to make sure you're leaving an impact as far as like advertising and promotion. And basically, she's saying how it doesn't matter how good your quality is if people don't know about it. And if you don't do the work to make sure that people see that it's even there, then it's all for naught. You know, and I think being able to look at that perspective and the understanding of like, don't try to focus too much on, uh, this feels evil or this feels greedy or any of that kind of stuff. And truly understand that when you are putting your passion into whatever it is that you're making, whatever it is you're creating, you know, in your work, in your families and your home life, all that stuff. When you're putting your heart and soul into these things, they are worth a return. In some way or another, they are worth getting a return on your investment of that passion and work and just sweat and tears and all that stuff. And just not be impressed about the fact that you're owed that. You know, and like, honestly, when people try to press you back of saying this isn't worth that, understanding that you can G up and say, "Uh, yeah, it is. And now it costs you even more. Right. Because you know why it is worth that. And when you're creating things to remember that if it doesn't have that worth, then why are you making it in the first place? Right. Within that more so especially looking at the future, the understanding of what is it that I want to say? What message do I feel like is missing that only I can bring to the people, you know? It's the journey, the journey that I hope that we all can continue and especially remembering some of the hiccups, the hardships, and just the surprises that this last year brought to us, but also being able to truly keep heart and remember how resilient, how people have come together and excelled and been able to show that we can overcome true hardships and just like things that I don't think most of us saw coming, sadly, if I don't know. Hopefully we'll continue to be more prepared to open up our eyes and to see things that have blindsided us before and be able to do better. That's my real true hope in all this is just learn lessons from others, truly see inspiration in the things around us, be able to use that as motivation and to understand that we're all out here just trying to be the best that we can with whatever that means to each of us. You know, and not take everything so seriously, making a little bit more easy breezy. <laughs> um, I, I'm just so thankful again that you guys were able to join me on this journey this year 
as I dove a little bit deeper into this podcast. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram at Colorado Blurred Girl. Uh, I also am on TikTok under the same name, doing a new channel with that. Just try to explore and have some fun. Um, you can send me an email at coloradobluredgirl at gmail.com. And I guess thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. I look forward to the next one and many after that. And we'll move forward into this bright new landscape, right? (laughs) And with that, I think I'll let you hear a little bit of Easy Breezy. And thanks again. Have a great one and love you guys. Bye.